Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast with your host, Paul Jacoby. Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Jacoby, and with me today is the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only producer, Mike Rothman. How are we doing today, Mike? That's a little much, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it's still early, but... Uh... I love to swear. Absolutely. Swear. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, good. Thanks. Good. Thanks for inviting yeah, me. Yeah, thanks to be for coming on. on. Good yeah. to see you. Do we good need to, to do continuous eye contact? Or uh, can no, I you, just you, be sort of you like. You can hey, stare down up? the whole crowd in the camera. Oh, okay. You can have fun with us. Uh, what are the parameters? It, it's a comedy based podcast, so you can just have fun. You can you can Is it bullshit. Funny, though? Yeah, I, that's <laughs> up to the viewer. <laughs> it depends on me, right? <laughs> yeah, that's or up you. to the viewer. Okay, cool. That's okay. after the year. So, um, Here I am, Saturday yeah, so, morning. So, yeah, so basically, um, you know, just a little background on Mike, guys. You were born in Canada, right? And you, But you lived most of your life here in Southern California? Yeah, I sort of don't like to admit that, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I swear to God, it's harder for me to admit that I was born in Canada than all the douchebag things I did before I got sober. But yes, that is correct. I, I would have I would have never guessed yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, yes, that's true. That's great. That's so correct. um so living in Southern or growing up in Southern California, yeah. Did you live primarily in like Santa Monica? You look really handsome today. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> I uh, um, well that kind of the snapshot the elevator view is uh, my dad <clears throat> passed away a couple years ago. Good dude. Is from, was born in Canada. Um, and my mom is from England. She was awesome. My mom was wow. so awesome. But during the Second World War, my mom uh, took a boat with her mom from England to Canada to get away from the bombing. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my mom was fucking awesome. Um, anyway, so my dad got involved in the, you know, his father was like this super wealthy guy, real estate guy really? in Montreal. And uh, I'm going to give you the whole story. I give it You're all. Into it. Okay. Give it all. Yeah, so absolutely. He, uh, but my dad didn't want to do that. My dad was all about, I want to work in television. <laughs> so he started working in television and his, like one of his first jobs was with this guy, Norman Jewison, who's a super famous director. Yeah. My dad started out as a stage manager, then he started writing. <clears throat> he did really well. He wrote on like Judy Garland show here, all that, you know. Mm -hmm. Back when there was like three networks <laughs> and the dinosaurs were still roaming the earth. Anyway, he knew he had to move to, he moved to L.A. Yeah. to where all the action was, you know, to really sort of pursue his career. And uh, I was four years old and uh, he moved to Beverly Hills. He always loved Beverly Hills. I hate Beverly Hills, <laughs> yeah. but that was like his spot. But then... Did a divorce. I lived in England for a couple of years and really sort of grew up in Malibu by Zuma Beach. So. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, like, did you, uh, what high school did you go to around here? Um, I went to, back then, there was no high school in Malibu. There was just the junior high. 
Uh-huh. It was right across from Zuma Beach. It was so epic back then growing up there. Um, but they would bus us into Santa Monica High School. Oh, from, okay. And, I, you know, I, I didn't really excel in school. And I was really only at Samo High until about 10th grade. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of extracurricular activities going on. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. Yeah, I, I, get, I read you there. How's audio? Uh, audio's good. Are we cool? Yeah, I believe we're cool. How's video? Uh, you're looking great. Uh, am I? Yeah, you're looking tan today. Uh, Have you been out in the sun a little bit? I'm getting so old, dude. You, hey, you're still, um, still looking good. Yeah, just a lot of mostly, I don't know, I tan really easily. I, I think my analogy is that I grew up by the beach, never sunscreen. Lived in Hawaii for years, moved over there at 18. But I think I really, like, just burned my skin. So anytime I go out in the sun walk the dogs, I tan super quickly. That's all. I'm so. highly jealous. As a ginger man, yeah. I'm highly jealous of that. Yeah. Uh, so what, what uh, pushed you out to Hawaii? That- um, these are good questions. How's it going so far? It's going great. You feeling I good think, about I it? I think the viewers are happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I brought some craft services, so. Uh, <laughs> I, um, it's a great you just question. Just it into a sticker? Yeah. <laughs> All good. Okay. It's a good question. Uh-huh. Um, I, um, so what happened was, um, you know, I wasn't the sort of ideal son student at sort of an early age. Um, I just started getting in a lot of trouble, like an early age and arrests and all that stuff. And then I was kicked out of the house and school at like 16. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty epic because I moved into, I'd lived at this girl's house for like three months. All right. They let me, I still don't understand. I was 16 years old. I was like such a hoodlum. And the parents let me move into her house on Point Doom. <laughs> and I still can't understand why they did, but I had like my own wing of the house and there was a fireplace and <laughs> her room was right upstairs. I lived there for three months. I forgot why I left. Mm-hmm. I used to steal their pills um, and drink <laughs> their alcohol. But I ended up living on, at 16, I ended up living on the bluffs. Yeah. overlooking like Westward Zuma Beach and it was this guy who rented out rooms to mostly older local guys like yeah. you know guys mid 20s mid 30s who had jobs and you know um, and I was like this 16 year old kid in the house so I lived there for a couple of years it was insane it was a crazy party house it was Epic, though, because I'm right on the bluffs overlooking the beach. And then I just started, you know, getting in a lot of trouble. It got really bad. And, and you know, like a lot of my friends, you know, that was sort of a natural progression from growing up surfing, living in Hawaii, to living by the beach, so I might have moved mm-hmm. to Hawaii. But I ended up going to Oahu, to the windward side, and I ended up in a... Uh, um, in a rehab, actually. Um, what age was that? I was 18. That's 
I, I, I follow your path there. I was 15, my first one. Right. <laughs> really? That's young. Yeah. 15. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was a yeah. wild child. Yeah, no, I yeah. get it. I was, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, so that ended up in Hawaii. And that place for sure saved my life. It was intense. Like, um, it was a lot of local people. And it was, you know, this was a long time ago. And it was primarily, like, set up for junkies, you know? Yeah. Guys who shot dope, heroin, and and it was a lot of guys stipulated from Oahu prison. And I was in there with some gnarly guys. I was just this young kid who had, you know... Oh, yeah. But it saved my life, for sure. It gave me structure. It, it sort of gave me, honestly, gave me my work ethic. And Sounds like a great rehab location, at least, for you. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Well, yeah, it was epic. <laughs> it was cool. It was yeah. right on the water. It was cool, dude. Yeah, I was freezing my ass off in Toledo, Ohio, yeah. for mine. Well, we all, <laughs> yeah. we all run our own race, Absolutely. right? So, but but so, look how well you've done. Oh, thank you. Well, speaking okay, about how am I allowed to ask you questions? You're 100% allowed to ask me how questions. How are how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, you know, I I got a big you know the, this guy going from rehab at 18 to now a big Hollywood producer. That's the real mystery behind it. How okay, do you go like, from dude? You're like you know Jimmy <laughs> Leno. Segue back to me. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a big Hollywood producer. Listen, I got mm -hmm. really lucky, but um. The, uh, what was I saying? The, whole, the Hawaii thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it definitely saved my life. And one of the things that I love about it is, you know, I got tied into a lot of local people. And the Hawaiians are just, uh, you know, they're beautiful people. And yeah. They're, they're all about family and Ohana. And I just, you know, I got out of the rehab and I stayed over there. And, you know, a lot of the, like local guys took me in because I wasn't this Johnny Gyro California kid, and and you know I maintained those relationships for a lot of years. That's you know? incredible. And, yeah, That's it's crazy. It's, it's there's some phenomenal people. The Hawaiians are phenomenal, phenomenal people. Yeah. Anyway, I've heard great things, but like like I was saying, that's uh that's Sorry. pretty incredible going from. You know, like uh, in rehab at 18 to, you know, like what was that transition back and what was your transition like going back into the film industry? We only have an hour. That's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot I, of details. I, I, I told you, you we, know, can, we can take all the time. No, the I'm out an hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you only can handle me for an hour. <laughs> no, it's not that. Okay, um, okay. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, it's you know, I can give you sort of the elevator view. Yeah, of what like um, if you so. Want. I know, like for my crowd personally, it is a comedy podcast. So, you know, like you're primarily known, like just going if I, if I'm a random person going through your IMDb, right. all I'm really seeing is comedy accolades right, being a producer. Right, right. You know, like you did a bunch of the roasts, you did a lot right. of specials. Right. You know, like. For anyone out there that's watching, maybe a young right. kid or, you know, the next Michael Rothman coming in. You're giving me way you know. too much credit, but okay. Like, I'm all ears. Do you come into... Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> looking good, my okay. man. All right. But do you come in... Do you come back to Los Angeles and do you just, like, hop on a TV show? Or what was that career path well, like for you? I mean, uh, yeah, good question. Um, 
what happened was, like, I didn't want to come back. You want me to move in? I don't care about being in free, but I do. <laughs> um, but what happened for me was, um, I didn't want to leave Hawaii. I was over there for like five years, but at that age, I think I was like 24, 25, still under sort of the parental pressure, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, you gotta come back, you gotta get a career. Finally came back to LA and, you know, had no, in, you know, I didn't wanna, uh, whatever, I didn't wanna work in television, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted to be a lifeguard around the surf shop, but, so I was just looking for a job. I couldn't get a job, waiter or anything. Mm -hmm. And then my dad um, got me a job as a PA for this guy who did rock videos. It's funny, I just sent this guy an email. He's a big <laughs> director and I haven't talked to him for years, but we have a project that we want to talk to him about. But so I got a job doing it as a PA. Mm -hmm. in for the television. viewers out there, PA yes. means production assistant. Yes, yeah. viewers. <laughs> That's what PA means. So basically, um, yeah, PA, go get me coffee, go do this. I worked for this guy mm -hmm. and did all these rock videos. And, you know, that was my first experience. I was, you know, I was getting paid 135 bucks a week, but it was kind of fun. It was cool. Mm -hmm. I got to travel with these guys. I got to go to England and, and France, and it was a good sort of interesting first year experience. It was sort of culture shock. Yeah. Because I'd been in Hawaii for so long, coming back to LA and the whole business. And I was sober at that time. And, uh, you know, one of the guys I've worked with was not. And mm -hmm. one of the guys that was in charge, and he would go on set and say, you guys, Mike Rosman is fresh out of rehab. Keep all the drugs away from him. <laughs> and then I'd see him come out of the bathroom with like fucking blow all over his mustache. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, anyway, so that was sort of my start. But there's a lot between, because to me, I really didn't start focusing and really being mm -hmm. present or, you know, moving up in my career. Um, until, you know, late 30s, 40s, to tell you the truth. And mm -hmm. that's what sort of, for me, when it happened, because a lot of stuff happened between but the, mm -hmm. when I got back to Hawaii and, um, you know, my mm -hmm. late 30s. What, what gave you that push that brought you over the edge of wanting to go from, you know, just needing a job, you know, needing to pay the bills to, hey, this is a career, this is what's going this is what I want to do. Well, um, I feel very uncomfortable when I accidentally brush your knee. Yeah. That's why I'm not, uh, I don't okay, want to get too I'll close. Stage right. We're both wearing <laughs> shorts. Um, I think, uh, God, these are, these are good questions, Paul. Thank um, you. Well, what happened for me by the time, from when I got back to Hawaii to, you know, there was a few years after I got back from Hawaii that I started, you know, really uh, making bad decisions, mm -hmm. uh, getting into trouble again with all kinds of things with my uh, marriage. I married Nurse Lauren from General Hospital. She was beautiful, too. Um, I got into a lot of trouble, and it wasn't until my late 30s... Um, um, 
that, you know, or 40, where I just was in a position where I had to make changes. Yeah. Or if I didn't, I was going to self-destruct. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. it was at that point I really made some pretty um, drastic changes in my life with everything. And, you know, then from making all those changes, I was able to sort of be present and stay focused. I made those changes and then, you know, late 30s, you know, 40-ish, you know, I had three kids, you know yeah. what I mean? And and I was in a position where I had to really focus and that's really when it started changing. That's when all this stuff sort of started happening for me, you know? That's amazing. So. Like, just running into a lot of people in this industry, you know, I, I know some, you know, 22-year-olds that are freaking out that, right. you know, they're like, I haven't made it and everything sucks. Right. And, you know, it's it's very inspiring hearing someone that's like, hey, right. you know, 40 was the year right. that it was the make it or break it yeah. where I just really dove in and everything started to come together with right. me. So that's pretty cool. But um, Well, I'll tell you something. Mm -hmm. Just as you're talking. <laughs> or maybe it's not that interesting. I don't fucking know, but uh -huh. I just thought about it. One of the, I did another podcast where this guy interviewed me called Story Riot. My mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out Story quickly. Riot. Yeah. Story Riot and what was most, and then Nick Weta, this guy's awesome. And he'd interview a bunch of, like, Andy Timoner, who's this phenomenal filmmaker, so he had a bunch of cool podcasts, but... One of the things we talked about in his podcast, because he was still young, well, mm -hmm. how do you know, like, all those fears and insecurities? And yeah, to me, it's just hard work. You know, that's, you know, 90% of it. And just showing up every day and, and, and working hard, you know what I mean? And if you do that, that's my experience. And then you know, five, ten years down the road, you'll look back and, and, you know, generally speaking, most people will do well by sort of following that formula. And don't be a dick. That's another <laughs> part of my Rule number one, repertoire. Guys, work hard. Rule number two, follow it closely. Don't no, be a dick. No douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it's very, it's, it's not too uncommon to run into those dicks in this industry. You know, me working yeah. just a few years, you know, I, I've seen it done the right way and I've seen it done the absolute wrong way. And right. it's just, it makes a world of a difference working with kind people comparatively with people that are just not understanding. And, you yeah. know, they, they want to throw it back and be like, oh, he's old school. Yeah. You know, and what that means is he's a jerk. Right. <laughs> well, I want, it's one of the reasons I wanted to start executive producing because I wanted mm -hmm. to uh, create an environment that was cool and, mm -hmm. and lead people and help people and just that's just my experience everybody does mm -hmm. things differently but yeah so, you know like any other business mm -hmm. there's douchebags and yeah. um, anyway so one thing I did notice about you executive producing is one of, yeah. one of the first uh, projects you EP'd on Yes. that I, I noticed on your IMTB yeah. was give it up for Greg Giraldo. 
And I bring that up because yeah. I love that guy as a comedian. I grew yeah. up watching him on all the roasts yeah. and yeah, Blitz and all yeah, that. I and, love that. Yeah, you know, I just Geraldo. give him a shout out, R.I.P. Yeah. Greg, dude. You were amazing. Um, what was that like working on that project? Well, I had done. First of all, Geraldo is. Mm -hmm. um, for sure, one of my favorite all-time comics. Oh yeah, and he was such a great dude, man, and I loved him. And I, I got to work with him a fair amount because he did all the roasts, and I did that show you're talking about. He was so funny, man. He was such a great comedian and so smart. And he was actually he went to Harvard and got his law degree. Really, I didn't even yeah. know that. He was wicked smart. Yeah. He was such a great dude. Two of my, my boys, Trev and Chris, knew Geraldo and we really? met him and we went to one of his concerts in in Colorado and that was one of the last times I saw him and he passed away, he don't did, but he was just a phenomenal man, he really mm -hmm. was and when I'd go to New York, I'd go see him, he was just, yeah, definitely my all-time fave comic and just a phenomenal guy, fucking love that guy. Geraldo was it Phenomenal. was it a lot working on like um, you know that was a special like an ode to him was it a lot pulling on the heartstrings working working on a project like that well you know it was actually one of my friends mm -hmm. uh, Rick was um, EPing that and he asked me to come on and help him and and um, you know I don't know yeah it was hard it was hard to lose that guy Mm -hmm. It was definitely hard to lose that guy. He touched a lot of people, loved him, you know. He touched yeah. a lot of lives. A lot of people loved that guy, so. Yeah, I just, I remember just growing up and watching him in all the roasts. And he's he's like, so funny. Oh, dude. when he got introduced, just like your heart starts beating and yeah. you just get so excited to watch this guy the first stage. The first time I met him, I worked for this guy. Um, I ran his shows for like 10 or 12 years and super like successful, powerful guy in this town, special series. But so the first show I did with Greg was, it was this Vegas special. Um, it was with Dave Attell and Dean Cook and that's where oh, I first shots. met him. <laughs> He's so funny in that and he was awesome and crazy and we hung out at the party afterward. I remember I was, this was pre, me pre um, being married to, or being with Naomi and I was single. And I remember after the show, there was a rap party. It was at the Hard Rock, right? Yeah. Where we shot the show and I'm sitting down with these two ladies and, you know, just chatting it up, being the idiot that I am. But, and Geraldo just come over, comes over and sits down and he's like, he's producer, I'm talent. And I'll never forget, <laughs> it was so great. Talent, you know, producer. <laughs> he's laying down the law a little He bit. was awesome, yeah. man. He was the bomb, love that guy. Well, it's, uh, you know, one thing I did want to bring up is like, I I know you a little bit on a personal level. By the way, can you, how, I just want to make sure. I You're looking fresh, Mike. Too many I can promise chest you. hairs poking out. <laughs> But knowing you on a personal level, like yeah. you've always been, like always had that comedic side to you, always been able to, you know, like we roast each other a little bit. Right. right. Was there something in there that like drew, drew you towards like the comedy 
genre, or was that just kind of a coincidence? It it was, <laughs> dude. I just it was work, and I was involved with this guy who I was talking about earlier, and he ended up doing all those shows, and so. You know, I ended up doing those shows with them and running the production side of things. And so it was more just sort of I fell into it. And But super grateful because I met so many great people. And, mm-hmm. and like, there's Jeff Ross, just such a good dude. Like, a lot of those guys are just great guys. And I love working with comedians. It was cool, man. It yeah, was cool. That's one of the questions I was going to ask you about. What's yeah. it life like working with the Roastmaster General himself, he Jeff Ross? Is, he's just, I love, he's just a great dude, man. Mm-hmm. He's just a good dude. That's all I can say. Just sweet, big heart, funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a great dude. Last time I worked with him was we did this NBA roast where we roasted What's the name of that show with Shaq and Barkley? Um, I, I know what show. So it's we like did that, tonight, and, and, and Jeff is. Ross was involved. And it's just fun. It's just fun to be to be involved with him on projects. He's just cool and just a great dude. I can't say enough great things about him. Yeah, in the comedy circle that I, I I've been in, just going to like stand up stuff. Yeah. He's he's well touted as like a really nice guy. He, yeah, he's. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because like those those roasters that you just think could be like so gnarly. There's, yeah, <laughs> he's, just, he's funny as f, and he's just a great dude. And I love that combination. So absolutely. All right. Well, all right, guys. I I believe that's time. We're we're gonna go to commercial break. We will be right back. Really, we have commercials. That's oh awesome. yeah, it's big time here. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right, guys. Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast Merch Store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie with a little logo on front and on back. That's crazy. We got that. We got coffee mugs. We got t-shirts. We got tanks. We got it all, baby. Now back to you in the podcast. Kaboom. Yes, all right, man. guys, and welcome back to the Paul Jacoby podcast. That was that was pretty, pretty cool merch stuff right there. Do you see those t-shirts? No. <laughs> it's just a, it's an inside joke. The, the, the commercial is my own merch. I don't have any uh, people people there yet. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, That's but, cool. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, Good off camera stuff. a little bit, we were talking a little bit about, you know, really enjoying people you've worked with. You know, I have I have Paul's wall right here of celebrities that I've I'm worked with. I'm not going to look behind me. Okay. I'll take your word <laughs> and, for it. And uh, basically, you know, I just I I make an ode to people that were just a you know pleasure off the camera, as much as they are on the camera. Did you have any like personal people that you've ran into that really made the difference working with them? Um, well, I think I mean honestly, I've learned from so many people. There's, you know, I worked for a really well-known director named Louis J. Horvitz, who I learned so much. From. From him, he was such a great leader. Um, I, I learned. I worked for Joel Gallen for like a lot of years, and I learned so much from him. And you know, I think he, yeah, Joel creatively is just phenomenal. And um, one of the things I learned from Joel is um, never, you know, always give a hundred, hundred and ten percent, always. Mm-hmm. And 
just learned so much from being with him. And, but yeah, I mean, as I've gotten older, I definitely, um, you know, more, you know, sort of in tune with people. I want to work with people. And I liked all those guys. I'm not saying that. This has just been my journey. But, you know, I work with people today who I just love. And, you know, a couple of my, my all-time favorites are, uh, for sure, uh, Audrey Morrissey and Ivan Dudinsky. And Audrey is, she's the EP of The Voice. She created Songland. You know, she's definitely a powerhouse in this industry, but she's just a phenomenal woman. She's just yeah. so, uh, she's awesome and just a great mom and all these things. And it's just cool. I'll, I would do anything for her and her husband, Ivan Dudinsky, who's this great director. Um, and just, a, and such a good director and so creative. I love his approach to everything, but also just such a great dude. Yeah. And so much fun and so cool and, you know, inspiring and such a great dad. And I just did this massive show called Global Citizens that was worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, and we shot it, you know, it was live from New York, Paris, all these different places. LA, we were up at the Greek where the Greek has room for like three or four music acts. We had 11 acts up there. Whoa. It was insane, but it was awesome. And I and it just, the show was epic and mm -hmm. Ivan just crushed it. But yeah, those, uh, Audrey and Ivan for sure are my faves. And love also Ben and Dan Newmark who are just great dudes, brothers who are doing really well these days. So, oh, yeah, ben, ben and Dan. Ben and Dan, yeah. yeah. I ran into you, them before. You did a little thing with Shout that. out Ben and Dan, dude. Love those, those are, guys. Those are, was it grandma, yeah. grandmother's house? Yeah. Yeah, those, those are some great guys yeah. out there. And uh, Big Golden, they're they're into the Golden Girls, so you know they're good guys, guys. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was going to ask you, speaking about, you know, you brought up the Global Citizens Project. Was there any other project that you're working on or that's coming out that you're excited about that, you know, that's more of a personal project for you or anything like that? Um, I think, well, you know, there's two things to what I do right now. Probably three or four years ago, I started my own company, Cabana 14 Productions. And, you know, and then a couple years I ago I partnered with Sheila Conlon super came up super successful casting director great producer one of her projects Von Dutch is on Hulu right now she's awesome so we partnered and our stuff has sort of blown up we have like a lot of different projects going out on because for me I came up doing award shows and specials and then found a really I love doing real stories about real people, not reality shows like yeah. that, but just real stories about real people. And I love the development and, you know, pitching and selling. I love that process. And I discovered I can write. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and in the process, I, you know, you, you know, I ended up getting an agent who I love. Um, you know, so I've just been really lucky. So it's probably a couple of projects in there that I really like. I still do shows as yeah. a hired gun. Like there's a variety show in December. I'm an executive producer on and I'm helping these guys currently with this show, which is a competition show. But it's just, you know, I gotta, you know, yeah. it's 
anyway. I was going to say, you got to pay the bills, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I still do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I know you mentioned that you, you did some specials. Four, <laughs> four questions left. <laughs> hey, there's there's more on this side. There's more on this. No, no, I can't. <laughs> there's that, but we're down to the wire. <laughs> so... So one thing I was going to ask you about, you know, because, you know, this has been, this podcast has been called The Next Joe Rogan Experience. Did not know that. <laughs> but, okay. I'll go but, with uh, it. But I, I noticed that you did, you were a producer on his special Rocky Mountain High. Yes. I what was that it. like working with Joe? He was cool, man. He mm-hmm. knows what he wants. Um, and he's a worker, man. He would come into the edit with us and... He's a great dude, and and mm-hmm. he's funny as like his <laughs> specials. He was so funny, you mm. know. And it was cool, man. It was great to be a part of that and work with him. And obviously, he's sort of he, you know, not sort of, but legendary yeah. these days. But so funny. It was cool, man. It was a good experience. Yeah. And we shot it in Colorado, which was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, the the people I know him as, like, that know him personally uh, or just have experience with him, it's hard to find a bad word about the guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. And he's a hard worker, man. Mm -hmm. He's a worker. Yeah, that was my experience. I was about to say, that's a lot of his podcast says, like, he gets up and he trains and he does all this. Yeah. This yeah. stuff, and then he has time for the world's biggest podcast yeah. and doing comedy specials left and right. Yeah. So it's like, geez, I, I that's that's an eighty-hour-a-week type of job right there. But uh, you know, also another one that I saw on there, you know, um, was Amy Schumer. You know, she's she's still huge yeah. and still still like probably the most powerful force in like the at least the women comedy category. What was it like working with her? Um, you know, she was awesome. I always liked Amy, for sure. Mm-hmm. And because she had done a bunch of the roasts. She was funny. She was cool. She was awesome. You know what I mean? It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, she, she had become, when we did that for Comedy Central, mm-hmm. she had definitely become successful. It was, it was a little bit before she just blew the fuck up you know yeah and but she was awesome to work with and cool and fun and and we shot it it was great we shot it at the Fillmore in San Francisco and all of us went out you know the Comedy Central execs who I think you know back then they're all changed now but the greatest just good to work TV with. TV executives, so much yeah. fun. I still talk to some of those guys. Um, but I remember after the show, all of us went out partying and dancing. It was fun. <laughs> She's awesome. She's cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was just looking through a lot of uh, the roast that you've worked on. Hey, hey, George, I'm just on a podcast. You're live right now. <laughs> Shout out, George. But I'll call you back. I'll call you back. All right, bye. So, you know, a lot of the, you know, I, I saw that you, you know, you produced on the Joan Rivers, the Justin Bieber, yeah. Rob Lowe, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And those ones especially are just covered in Hollywood stars. Was there anyone, you know, that, that popped out to you that, like, uh, maybe a little bit, you know, like a special experience there for you? 
Well, I mean, I like, I've had great experience. All of those guys, it was a great experience with working with all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of them I wasn't like directly involved with. Some of them I was. Yeah. Um, but always like Whitney Cummings is awesome. Just super crazy cool lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember she wrote uh, before, right before she became super successful and all the specials and TV series. She was a writer on one of the rows. And she was just super cool, man. Just great lady and funny. And yeah, she's extremely talented. Yeah. That's uh, the, the crazy thing. I, I just had a, a video drop about one, um, one female comedian that came on the podcast. And there's just a lot of hate generated towards women comedians. And I, yeah. I never see the purpose behind it. Yeah. Because as someone in stand-up and watching, you know, the greats like Whitney Cummings and someone that's brand new, you know, female in comedy, it's always such a wonderful experience, like, you know, just in the stand-up community with yeah. them, you know, being part of that experience. And it's like right. you never fully understand the hate that that's drawn to Are them. you like running for office or something? What's going on? May, here? May, you know what I mean? Like Pre- President you know, Jacoby. Yeah. Um, but it's it's always a good experience. Yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah I don't I don't know a lot about that, but um, yeah I'm sure you know I have uh, I think everybody should be treated equally. Period. Absolutely. But, but yeah, my experience with every, you know, I've never had a bad experience with any comic I've ever worked with. I, it's an interesting thing, by the way. They're all pretty cool people. Let's say, so. yeah, all the comics that I run to, it's, it's, it's crazy how unique people can be, and they're still all so funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, uh, it's just a huge genre of what, like, a personality can be and still be funny. Yeah. You know? I saw on your the other page your J.B. Smooth note, and um, that was actually, you know, from doing all these shows as the exec in charge for Comedy Central, they really gave me, they started me on the executive producer at Road, and it was a network exec by the name of Elizabeth Porter, who was just phenomenal. I love her. I love, you know, she was awesome. And so she really gave me my first shot on executive producing, and JB was the first one I did. And he was so much fun, dude. He is so funny. On camera, off camera, coolest cat ever. Peeing in our pants, dude. Off camera, even the promos. He's so funny, dude. And he was... Oh, he's just the bomb. And another, just <laughs> such a great dude. And he was actually on the NBA uh, that Rose oh, was telling me about. Yeah. And at once, just crushed. He's so funny. So he's, funny. Uh, we laughed so one hard. One of my favorite characters of yeah. all time on Kirby yeah. Enthusiasm. Every time, like, when he came on as Leon, I was just like, oh, yeah. this is going to be great. And he but, just kills every yeah, time. Yeah, in-person, out-person, promos peeing my pants it's always great so funny that the the personality that you see on camera translate to the the one in person yeah yeah i should also say my partner on all these specials was rick austin he's a great guy super creative um producer like phenomenal we had a lot of fun yeah great dude good friend yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and just you know what we generally do to wrap up each podcast when we have a new guest on it 
is we have a little segment of kind of you giving maybe some advice for you know the the young Mike Rothman that's coming into the business like what would you say to like anyone that has a passion to possibly want to be a producer yeah you know, coming into the shoes that that you fill today yeah I don't know if there's a young Mike Rothman I don't know I really don't think I have any answers if, you if know there, I can you know talk about sort of quickly just when I look back because what's his name that that college speech that Steve Jobs gave, which is so phenomenal, and he talked about you can't connect the dots until you walk through it. So my experience, I mean, in a nutshell, I don't have a credo except for everything's better with blue bonnet on it. That's the only <laughs> thing I really know about. No. Um, I just think on looking back, my experience has been that you know hard work i worked really hard um i showed up every day showing up you know no matter how i feel um and 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 don't be a douchebag you know and that was <laughs> i can't think of anything else and mm -hmm. by doing all these things like despite myself i found out that i was really good at you know, what I do, like I had a knack for it and a gift. And, but I had to walk through that. I had to work really hard. I had to keep showing up and, and not give up, you know, because you just never know what's right around the corner. You just don't. Absolutely. You do not know what's right around the corner. So that, I mean, it was sort of those simple things and try and be smart. And um, that's kind of it. You know, well, unless you have any other questions. I was about to say, well, you guys heard it from the man himself. All I got is I just got a big thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, 100, I dude. really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. And obviously, you're always a welcome guest here on the Paul Jacoby podcast. And Buy uh, some t-shirts. <laughs> we do have some t-shirts on there for, for, for the masses. And they're selling out sure. quick. Yeah, but that's, cool. that's all we got for this episode, guys. Thank you guys for joining us, and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Paul.